Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour 2, Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. It's the Chad Hartman Show here on The Good Neighbor. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Steve Thompson, by the way, is in for me tonight on the Lake Show starting at 6. I let, let me start by saying that I love going to a movie theater and taking in um, a new flick. I just don't do enough of it. I have, I have not been somebody that's like super active in terms of like always going religiously to a movie theater in forever. So in 2022, I think I only saw one movie in the theater. One. And it was Wakanda Forever. Okay. I, I'm i pretty sure that was the only one. If, if, if there is one that I can't think of that I'm not thinking of right now, let's say maximum two. I think it was one, let's say at max two. Well, one's better than nothing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you got you got to get on that support. Uh, not only the national chains, but local theaters too. A lot of really fun local theaters. Yeah, yeah, but it's just been, it's just not like, it's just not been my thing. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a. You'd rather be on the couch. Well, I'm, I'm more of a, it's not even really that. It's more of a I'm a sports guy. Oh. And then if I'm not at a sporting event, um, if I'm trying to relax with friends and do stuff. So that that's just kind of like my life. It's not that I don't like watching movies. I just have when we talk about divvying up time, I divvy my time up more going to a sports event than spending two hours at a movie theater. But I look to to, you know, expand my horizons a little bit more here in the year that is twenty twenty three. But AMC Theaters is, is, is doing something, and I want to bring this topic up here on the air. They're the nation's, nation's largest movie theater chain. And this past February the 6th, they unveiled a new pricing scheme in which seat location determines how much your movie ticket costs. So seats in the middle – of the auditorium will cost a dollar or two more while seats in the front row will be slightly cheaper. Now, AMC, they said the pricing plan that they dubbed Sightline has already been rolled out in some locations and by the end of the year will be in a uh, will be in place at all domestic AMC theaters during showings after 4 p.m. Seats classified as standard Sightline will be at the regular price. If you want to pay less for the value sightline seats, you have to be a member of the chain's subscription service, AMC 
Stubbs. As movie theaters have attempted to recover from the pandemic, um, they have increasingly looked at more veritable pricing methods. That's included charging more for sought-after movies like The Batman in their first week of release. So this is my question to the moviegoers out there at 651-461-9226. You can call us on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, or you can text. But do you think that right now that movie theater change can afford to raise prices and still expect folks to come back to the theater after the pandemic? Because we know that the pandemic shut it down. Like the pandemic, I still don't think that the theater chains have recovered quite yet. Not even close. I don't know if they ever will. Yeah, really. yeah, it, yeah it, it, it'll always people. But I, but I think that streaming has changed it more than anything else. Yeah, right. It, it has. Yep. I'm not so sure that this is a wise move. Now, I'm not saying don't ever get creative with your pricing. I am not saying don't do this at all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is I'm not sure that this is going to get people back to going to the theater because I think at the end of the day. First off, you want to have a good experience going to a movie theater, number one. You want to have a great experience, right? And then secondly, you want to get people back. I'm not sure this accomplishes that. Yeah, I, I like how you called it a scheme because it sounds sinister. <laughs> and I agree. It's it, it's kind of – yeah, it doesn't get people in the doors. Isn't that what you're wanting right now? If you have not fully recovered – That's what I would unless, think. I guess unless the analysis is – we're never going to get those people back, so we need to raise prices on the people that are coming. But that's just going to lose them more people. We did. Get I think. I, th- I think you run the risk of losing more people, yeah. though. Yeah. That, and I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I, I think that some of the things that people are trying to do here in the moment, because they think that we're all the way back, that they we're not all the way back yet. So I think that some decisions are being made, not just with AMC and this theater thing. I think that there's across the board with some other organizations and corporations too that they're jumping the gun, I think that AMC is absolutely jumping the gun here. Yeah, it does seem that way. Profits, I mean, I, I don't know what their profits are, but profits are not low across all industry. It may be uh, through the movie theaters, but it doesn't get people in the door. It actively dis, you know, dispromotes people from, from coming to movies, which is what you want. Now, of course, everybody knows that most of the money that these movies make is through popcorn sales and soda sales and all these things as well. The ticket mm-hmm. price almost never makes them that much money. So how much is this really affecting your bottom line for this much bad press? For this much people, this many people saying, man, do I really care enough about this movie to spend two more dollars on a, on a ticket so I can sit in the middle? Is that is that something that I care about? I don't know if it is for me. How would you categorize yourself as a movie goer? Would you, would you say that you're – like if there's a – um. Would you categorize yourself as a diehard? Would you would you categorize yourself as just a casual moviegoer? Or would you say just I seldom go? I fall into the seldom, clearly, because I went to like one or two movies last year. I, I'm more on the frequent side. I, I wouldn't kind of call myself really? a diehard. Yeah, I've been to like three so far this year. Oh, uh, how, many, how many would you say you went to last year? Uh, not as many last year, probably, okay. but I don't know, nine so that's I don't know. A, that's that, a good amount. I guess I don't know if that's frequent or not, but to me, that's frequent. You know, almost Absolutely. once a month. Yeah, uh, I mean, twelve I'm, months in a year, and yeah. you went nine times. Yeah, almost, yeah. almost hitting it up uh, once a month. I like it. I normally do. I'll say I, I normally stay away from uh, AMC's and national chains based on where I live and based on I 
like to support kind of local theaters. There aren't sure. a ton left. But when I do go to AMC, th- this would move me away from it even more. This this is something that I I wouldn't pay for a middle seat. I just wouldn't. I don't want to pay extra for a middle seat. Yeah, I, that, and that's the thing. So so with this, they have three different seat pricing options. It's the standard uh, sideline, uh, which is described as the seats that are most common in auditoriums and available for the traditional cost of a ticket. Then there's the value sideline, referred to as seats in the front row of the auditorium, as well as select ADA seats in each auditorium and are available at a lower price because nobody wants to sit right, right in the front, right? Uh, value pricing, it says this is value sideline pricing is only available to AMC Stubbs members, including the free tier membership. And then the third option is preferred sideline. Those seats are in the middle of the auditorium. They're priced at a premium to standard sightline seats. I guess when I look at this, I just don't care enough about the seat and paying extra money for that seat. I'm so set in my ways of going to um of going to a movie theater and sitting down wow and just watching and, and, and just watching the movie. Wow, we got some breaking news here. Uh, breaking news. Director of Athletics, Mark Coyle, and Lindsey Whalen announced today that Whalen will step down as head coach effective immediately. Gophers are going to hold a press conference at 3 p.m. streamed on Minnesota's YouTube channel. Wow. So that is the breaking news. Director of Athletics, Mark Coyle, and Lindsey Whalen announced today that Whalen will step down as head coach at the University of Minnesota Lady Gophers. Effective immediately. Wow. All right. Uh, that's my next topic. 651-461-9226. Your thoughts on that next. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. Uh, we got some breaking sports news here. Director of Athletics Mark Coyle and Lindsey Whalen announced today that Whalen will step down as head coach effective immediately. Gophers are going to um, hold a press conference at 3 o'clock, streamed on Minnesota's YouTube channel. Uh, your reaction, because I'm about to give my reaction, 651-461-9226. We'll talk to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, from the NFL Combine. He's in Indianapolis. Going to be heading back a little bit later today. We're going to talk to him next segment. But your thoughts on this move, because i got to be honest, I am surprised at this. Now, I get it and understand that things had not gone well for Lindsay in her time at Minnesota. I get that. But I thought that with the recruiting class that she just brought in, the glimpse of talent that we saw from these young ladies I thought they were going to give her another – I thought it was going to be another year. And I know that people will look and say, well, hold on. Like, are you trying to be a Lindsey Whalen uh, defender? She didn't earn another year. I would have given her one more year. Now, now, it says step down. Yeah. Now, that's what it says. I think that, I think that phrase, though, is a little bit odd to me. 
I think that Lindsey would have wanted to, and this is just me. This is not me talking to Lindsey. This is not me texting Lindsey. This is because, of course, I'm not going to be all in her mentions right now or all in her phone when there's a press conference coming up at three o'clock. I will let this settle. I'll check in with Lindsey in due time because I'm friends with Lindsey Whalen. I, I like Lindsey. She's good people, but the. <laughs> I don't. I just thought that they were going to try to see where they could go with this team next year. It's it's surprising that it happened now. Yeah, they were playing what three, four freshmen, very significant minutes. All of the freshmen said we're sticking around. We're going to be in this for the long haul uh, with Lindsey. I think there are a lot of questions unanswered at this point. Hopefully, some of those are going to be answered here in about an hour and a half. But yeah, the, the wording of stepped down and. Makes it seem like a mutual yes. understanding. Yes, and that just on... that that comes across as odd, though. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we need a little more info on that before uh, we can really make that assessment. All right, so so this is what we do have: um, University of Minnesota Director of Athletics Mark Coyle and Lindsay Lakewinch. She'll step down effective immediately. It says Coyle and Whalen have agreed that she will remain with Gopher Athletics as special assistant to the athletics director through uh, April 12th of 2025. I'm assuming that that's the duration of her contract. You'd have to imagine. Uh, it says, quote, I have tremendous a, a tremendous amount of respect for Lindsay. I want to thank Lindsay for her hard work and dedication as a player and as the head coach of our women's basketball program. She is one of the greatest alums and ambassadors this university has ever produced, and her legacy of being a Minnesota icon is etched in stone. Uh, and this is from, this is a quote from Lindsay. I want to thank Mark and the university for giving me the opportunity to lead this program five years ago. I mean, it's been that long? It's been longer than you realize, right? It has been five full years. Yeah, five it, full it feels more yeah. like three. But, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, I mean, five, five, that's a long time. Uh, it was an honor of a lifetime. I am grateful to my assistant coaches and staff and want to thank them for everything they did for our student-athletes during the last five years. We did things the right way and created a lot of memories, but now is the right time for me to step aside and return to being a proud alum. I look forward to supporting and cheering on the next head coach. I mean, Lindsay's as classy as you're going to find. Um, wow. I, I did, this does catch me by surprise a little bit. And look, I get it. I know that there are probably some Gopher fans out there or just fans of the show or just people that know me just from all of the basketball stuff that I've done throughout the years, like you're surprised a little bit, just a little bit, just because of the recruiting class, the youth that she has and some of the potential that they have for next year. That's the, that's the only reason why recruiting is just, it's such a massive part of college athletics. And when you have something set up and you're seeing the future, yeah, it's it's surprising. I think it's surprising for most people. I think they at least thought, Hey, you know what? We'll give the freshman a year next year. If there's improvements, well, okay, we'll you know we'll keep seeing how it goes. So this, yep. I think, I do think it takes a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, six five one four six one nine two two six. The breaking news that Lindsey Whalen uh, is going to step down as head coach of the University of Minnesota uh, women's basketball program. Uh, Minnesota will be holding a news conference, a press conference, at three p.m. Wow. And it's going to be streamed on Minnesota's YouTube channel. So that's where you hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. going to find it. Uh, I know that uh, Laura Oaks um, and the newsroom will be all over this here. Uh, for the rest of this uh, afternoon into the evening hours. All right, let's break here so we can uh, get ahead on things and give ourselves a little bit of extra time because we want to talk and check in with Matthew Collar. You have the Purple Insider himself. He's at the NFL Combine in Indy. We'll talk to Matthew Collar. He's going to join us next year. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. And weather was brought to you by Cities One Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Welcome back. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman on The Good Neighbor. It's time to check in with friend of the show, one of the best segments that we have here on the station, whether it's on my show or Chad Hartman's show, that will be the Purple Insider himself, Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. We're talking to him on the John Schuster Call Banker Hotline. He is at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. He's going to be coming back to Minneapolis. Before we talk football or even dive into uh, anything that way, you got any intel or insight or some inside scoop on this whole situation with Lindsey Whalen and her stepping down as coach? Yeah, I don't know if I would call it um, a scoop, but I think I have a decent understanding of the situation, just uh, considering, you know, my wife Sloan, former WCCO radio uh, reporter, uh, being a broadcaster in the Big Ten and, and knowing Lindsey Whalen pretty well. You know, I think that this, this is a really, really, really challenging environment for college coaches today. Like, I don't just mean NIL. I just mean with players and, and all the things that are required that go into college coaching that aren't just coaching basketball. And so I, I don't want to sound like I'm speaking from a place of sources or anything else like that or speaking for her, and I have the utmost respect for Lindsey Whalen. But I think with Lindsey Whalen, it's a lot to do with – the, all the other things that are the problem uh, with doing a job like this that aren't just the coaching of the basketball. You know what I mean? Like, she is a former WNBA player and a legend, and I think that when you get into that college coaching realm, if you envision, 
yeah, I'm just going to scheme up like all these things and train these players and coach these players and everything else. But then there's so much else that goes into it. There's thousands and thousands of hours that go into the travel and the recruiting and everything else. And she went right from playing right into this job. So there was no real break for, for Lindsay Whalen. And, and if I just had to take a guess, I would say that it probably wore down. And she wasn't able to land the next Lindsay Whalen there, the next big recruit. And she had some players leave and then had to kind of restart the whole thing. And it's a whole process with rebuilding a program like that. And there's just a lot that goes into it. So I, I guess I'm a little surprised that maybe she didn't kind of see how some of these freshmen came to fruition over the next couple of years. But in a way, I, I get it with somebody like that who goes right from a pro career and is all basketball all the time right back into all basketball all the time. And I could see her wanting to have a job that maybe just doesn't entirely consume your life like this. Well, and on top of that, look, like this is just full transparency. I'm friends with Lindsay. I've known Lindsay for, uh, for many years. Um, I've, you know, been over to practice. Um, I see her in some social settings as well. Um, I'll text her every now and then and check to see how she's doing all that. The thing that I know about Lindsay Whalen is, She's a competitor. Like, she, she hates to lose at anything. And so, like, there's a part of me that's surprised that there isn't another goal, like, for next year because of the talent that came into the program this year. And you can see glimpses from some of the young ladies. You're like, okay, I can tell that a year or two from now, that, that young lady is going to be special. That young lady is going to be really good. This team can maybe have something to build off of. But on the other hand, the more that I think about it and think about her competitive nature, she don't take losing well. <laughs> so I kind of I get that too. You know what I mean? So so I it, I was surprised when I saw it and, and Charlie showed it to me initially. I was surprised, but the more that I think about it and just the lack of success that she's had in Dinky Town, just in terms of um, coaching on the bench because she's had a ton of success as a player. Um, I don't want to say it makes sense, but it makes a little bit more sense, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, one of the most competitive people that you will ever run across, and, and you don't have to explain that to Minnesotans about Lindsey Whalen, but think about this, too. If she was doing this 10 years ago and had some freshmen that she thought could be really good players and had a very difficult year, well, you could look forward and say, all right, well, this player is going to turn into this, and this player is going to turn into that, but – they could all just leave. And that's what happened last year. I mean, with Sarah Scalia, who now plays for Indiana, who is one of the top teams in the country and has a chance to win a national championship. I mean, if you show something as a freshman at a bad program, and then, you know, somebody's going to come make a phone call to you and say, hey, how about you come off the bench and be our sixth man or something at a, at a good program that's winning right now, and you don't have the ability to just build and build and build year in and year out. And so it takes so much work on that front and also you've got to be the person that behind the scenes is also calling other people and asking them if they want to transfer to your place and, and there's so much more politics to this than it would be say if she joined the the Lynx staff or something like that where then it would just be coaching basketball and and I don't know if that's going to happen I'm not saying it will but it wouldn't shock me if someday that happened where she worked with Cheryl Reeve in some capacity I'm just purely coaching basketball because I think that that's what that's what she really wants to do. So it's unfortunate that it didn't work out with her because it's just the perfect thing to have the former player who made that program once upon a time. Uh, but at the, at the same time, I just see 
all the other moving parts that maybe when you take the job and think about like the landscape has even changed so much in five years. That's been a big discussion here in Indy about how the college landscape has changed so much. When she took the job, it really wasn't like this exactly. And it has just changed everything about how college coaches need to approach what they do. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, maybe, maybe it's the right time to, to move on for somebody who wants to take that on. Yeah. All right, you are in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. I've never been to the Combine, man. So, so, so let me ask you this. What is the Combine like? Like, is it media all over the place doing shows? Is it, I mean, we know that it's, it's you know, everybody's there in terms of like from, you know, NFL circles and front offices and stuff like that and scouts and all that. And you got agents there. But like, what is it like for you as a, as a media member? Like, how, how crazy is it? Yeah, I mean, everybody everybody kind of has different things going on. So there's, you know, all the coaches and scouts and management and things like that who have meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings with players and with uh, companies who want to have their company work with NFL teams and, you know, with each other, with agents. All the agents are here as well. They're meeting with the teams about what's going to happen next. This is where really everything is decided. So when the Vikings are making that choice, what are we going to do with player dot, dot, dot? Like that choice is being made often here when they meet with the agents and go through the potential options. So if they're meeting with Kirk Cousins' agent here, which I would suspect that they probably will, they're trying to find out, is there a common ground here and and what's going to happen? So uh, a lot of the following season is shaped here. And sometimes it's not in, uh, you know, meetings in the middle of the day. Sometimes it's at one of the steakhouses late at night and one of them doesn't even close. Uh, even though I think legally it's supposed to, but during the combine, they stay open pretty much all night. Um, and there's a lot of NFL people who meet up there and have these discussions that are going on about, you know, trades and deals getting done and stuff behind the scenes. So that's kind of cool to see. Uh, there's, there's sort of two NFL combines. There's during the day when we're meeting with Quasi Adapo meeting with Kevin O'Connell, listening to podium press conferences, players press conferences who are, you know, likely draft picks and things like that. And then there's the nightlife where, you know, you're at this place running into this person and you're at that place and you're seeing these people talking and stuff like that. And it's pretty much the entire NFL world at once. So there's kind of a night and a day life that, you know, um, it, it just, yeah, I, I think everyone loves it in the NFL because of that, because it gives them all an opportunity to kind of be here around each other and, you know, have those conversations and things like that that eventually lead to what happens next over the next couple of weeks. Talking to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, here on the on the uh, the Good Neighbor News Talk eight three zero WCCO Henry Lake in on the Chad Hartman Show. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, regardless of compensatory picks, the Vikings have four draft picks, right? In, in this year's draft. Uh yeah. Is it four? Is it five? I, it's I think, not many. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's four. But it, it, well, there's there's. I think that they've they've got a round one, a round three, a round four. And then they have around five, and then uh, they'll end up right, with five right, with, the, yeah. with the yeah with the compensatory pick. All right, so so okay, right? Yep. So 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 this is my question though. All right, and this will be a question we'll revisit after the combine is all done. But I'm going to ask you before going into the combine from a pick perspective, knowing that you're lacking picks, what um, are they trying to evaluate for? Do you get a sense of, or do you think they should be evaluating in terms of like? position wise and, and maybe have that, that little short like the want list of this is what we need to to research this is what we need to figure out going into the NFL combine 
Yeah, one of the things about the combine is you walk out and every team has a good sense of what's going to happen in the draft. Like with the, with other teams' draft boards, they do their own internal mocks with much more intel uh, than they have than we have on the outside uh, trying to do our you know mocks and draft simulations and things like that. And they put together their draft boards. And what the Vikings are going to have to figure out is where the strengths of the draft are because they need to decide can they trade down and still get what they need. Uh, because when you have so few draft picks, how do you get more? It's only by trading down. But we saw last year they traded so far down from you know the top of the draft where they could have taken maybe Jamison Williams or Kyle Hamilton all the way to number 32 where they take Lewis Seen. That's a long way to go down the draft board without getting a next year's first. Usually that's what comes along with it. And maybe they didn't balance that in the best way that they, that they should have. Uh, and so they have to make the same considerations this year. You can't just trade down all the time because it you know, says it on the draft chart that that's the right thing to do. It's a year-to-year thing uh, because if it's strong in the cornerback draft, which it's expected to be, maybe you can move down out of the first round and get a starting corner in the early second round or something like that and pick up an extra third or an extra fourth round draft pick because you have a lot of positions down the road and immediately that you need filled. So I think that's the really the biggest consideration that we know that Brian Flores' defense needs players and how are you going to get them? Or do you have to stay at 23 to get a decent prospect and sacrifice the idea you know, of moving down and getting more picks because you know that guys that are of a higher level of prospect are not going to be there. So there, there is a lot to weigh uh, coming out of this about how the draft board looks and where the strengths are. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this, because I, I, I've never been <laughs> – I'm still fascinated by the Info Combine. I, I'm, I'll be watching, you know, video of guys running 40s and they'll show the videos of the guys benching and stuff like that, but I've never been there and, and, and you go there, um, you know, on a regular basis. Um is it off limits for like? Do any free agents ever just show up there because it's kind of a spot where there's a lot of NFL personnel where they're like, you know what, I'm probably out of a job here in the next, you know, whatever short amount of time. Maybe I can use the NFL Combine as an opportunity to um, to maybe talk to some people, or is that kind of a like a no fly zone because it's all about the prospects? Oh no, they definitely do that. Yeah, I mean Derek Carr is here in India or was. Oh, okay, uh, I was wondering about days. that. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. right. Now, it does, now normally, normally though, it's the agents are here and they're going to do that job. So they're going to represent their players and they're going to, you know, try to gauge whether their team is going to resign them or not and things like that. But if you're someone like Derek Carr who's already a free agent, see that's the major problem about talking about free agents here is that the guys aren't technically free agents until the start of the new league year. So it's not like anyone who's expected to be a free agent can just come and talk to all the GMs. <laughs> that would be uh, not that tampering would ever happen in pro sports, but like that would uh, probably break some rules. Uh, but if you're Derek Carr and you're already on the market and you've been released, yeah, I mean, you could come here, you can meet with teams and uh, kind of see where your market value stands um, before even the free agency period starts. But, I mean, it doesn't, he doesn't have to wait till then. He could sign today if he wanted to. But that's kind of a rare situation. So it's usually agents trying to gauge the interest. And that's why I was talking about those late-night conversations where technically agents aren't supposed to be negotiating deals for free agents that aren't free agents yet. But I'm sure that it comes up <laughs> as they're yeah. talking to lots of people in a lot of different places. All right, final thing for you, Matthew, and then we'll let you go. Um, 
I, and this is not in relation to the Vikings at all because we, we have plenty of time. We got plenty of shows to talk more Vikings and what comes out of the NFL Combine. But I want your thoughts or just tell me what the buzz has been surrounding Jalen Carter. Like Jalen Carter, it comes out yesterday, the news breaks that he was involved in the fatal crash and it was it sounds like they were racing and and all of this stuff and, and so he had to go and he was um he was charged uh yesterday he showed up he he left Indy and went back to um to Athens last night was booked released and it sounds like he's back in Indianapolis but just tell me what the last 24 hours has been like with that specific story yeah, a lot of people are talking about that here for sure. And uh, just last night, I was at dinner um, debating with an agent about whether you know it's actually going to hurt his draft stock or not. Because I think it won't. I don't think it will at all. I, I think it's going to be one of those things they look at and say, uh, well, this is the most talented player in the draft. And it was a, a, a very, very bad incident. And I don't want to downplay that. But this is a league that gave Deshaun Watson more guaranteed money than anyone else has ever gotten ever. So I don't know that they care a lot about this. I mean, it's if it's a if it was a thing that they thought was going to be chronic or that was going to happen all the time in the NFL. But I think for a lot of teams, you sort of shrug your shoulders and you say poor judgment and you draft them anyway, which is I, I think that's the most likely scenario. But it's in, I guarantee you, in every one of those restaurants I described, like people are talking about that and debating whether that's actually going to matter or not. I, I, I would tend to lean toward it probably won't, uh, considering some of the other things that players have done uh, over the years and things like that. I mean, I, I tend to think that uh, this will sort of blow over because it, it isn't like a felony or something if it's just a couple of misdemeanors. And again, I'm not downplaying what actually happened. I'm only saying from the NFL viewpoint, uh, I don't even know if you really red flag that. The only thing that might be a red flag though, is that it blindsided everybody. And that's what teams and agents don't like. And if he knew that that was coming and didn't tell anyone, now that could actually make some teams say, you know what, we're going to draft a couple other guys because we're really concerned that he's just not even going to be like honest with us if something happens. So I, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but most people I've talked to kind of felt like I don't think it's going to destroy his draft stock. Yep. Hey, Matthew, man, always a pleasure to have you on the radio and safe travels back from Indy. All right, thanks a lot, Henry. Appreciate it. All right, take care. That's Matthew Collar joining us here on The Good Neighbor. All right, we'll break, come back, wrap up the hour. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 